0: Thank you. My, my my I need him. You need him. Oh, God descend. Lord, let your angels encamp about us. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, there's nothing like the presence of the Lord. There's nothing that compare with the anointing of Almighty God. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. Amen. I'm sensing him right now. I don't know what you're sensing. But I'm sensing him right now. It's been a busy day. But now, oh, the most important business is at hand. And that's magnifying the king and lifting up his holy name. Oh, glory to the Lord. Come on, somebody. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Keep putting your hands together. Who knows what will take place right now? we got a lot of things uh, on the agenda, but the only thing that really matters is Jesus. Oh, glory to the Lord. I'm glad you're here tonight. Oh, amen, amen, and amen. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Shout unto the Lord. Make a joyful noise. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord God. We thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. We magnify you. Oh, he's the king triumphant. Oh, yes, he is. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. Amen. Somebody say amen. Somebody say it again. Somebody say hallelujah. Oh, my, 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 my. Glory to the Lord. Let's just take some more time. Let's just take some more time. We just got out of a business meeting So let's just take some more time and begin to praise the Lord. Love Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. We thank you. Uh, Lord, we praise you. Lord, we need you. We bow before you. Uh, You're the king. Uh, Oh, you're the God that we serve. There is no other Oh, mighty one, holy one, Uh, begin to move, uh, begin to prepare our hearts. Uh, Oh, Lord God of heaven, let the anointing, uh, oh, Lord, your anointing fall in this place. uh, Find the enemy, fear, doubt, and unbelief. Uh, Glory to the Lord God. Amen. We get the lights on, I would appreciate it. Praise the name of Jesus. You can return to your seats for a little while. So good to have you. In the ACJC, Apostolic Church of Jesus Christ, Texas State Conference, amen and amen. I'd like to basically, on the executive board, I'd like to introduce to you the officials of the Texas district. Let them just say, praise the Lord, something not too long. Amen. And so we'll start with the state elder election happened today. And I'm really supportive of Evangelist Simmons who got it. We're going to support her and get behind her. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. There we go. And then our assistant state elder, Brother John Brown. I know him. Amen. And our national, or excuse me, our state secretary and treasurer, Brother Robert McCauley in the back. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, very quickly. All the ministers that haven't said anything, I want you to stand right now, please. Don't be bashful, please. We've got to move this thing on, so let's don't be bashful. If you're a minister and you haven't said anything and you'd like to introduce yourself and tell us where you're at, please stand. We'll start over here. He is also the National Youth Director. Amen. Next. Good to have you. All right. Thank you very much. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord God of heaven. Amen. I'd like my daughter to stand. She's been singing, but I want her to stand she's also a music minister licensed with the apostolic church of Jesus Christ amen praise the name of the Lord God of heaven I'd like to also we have another brother Dodge you didn't stand I'd like for you to stand amen praise the Lord don't be bashful tonight Brother Ruiz is the minister of the gospel. He didn't stand. I want him to stand. Brother Ruiz, here I am. Please stand. Hi. Brother Johnny Weaver. He's right there. He's my friend. I want him to stand and just say. There we go. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Now, I would also like. Sister Nancy Smith who is our ladies our ladies auxiliary national director if she'd stand please Now you might want to give the dates of the conference coming up please that way the ladies every lady please listen right now don't do anything to the computer Last Thursday and Friday of April in Campbell, Texas, is the National Ladies' Conference, 27th and 28th. Be sure to mark that. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, we've got just about every preliminary out there. So let's just continue with that. For those that are involved in the planning session, tomorrow right here at 1130. Our guests that have been invited, please come. 1130 right here will be the Texas District Planning Session at 1130. And so please come if you're able for those that have been invited and those that it pertains to. Amen. We're also going to do this at this time. If I would have someone come, Brother Hillman, thank you. We're going to receive an offering. The offering tonight goes to the Texas District. If you're giving an offering for our church, be sure you mark it so we can be removed. If you have a gift, please bring at this time. We're going to have a special presentation tonight in just a moment. Give that to Brother McCauley, please. He's on the left back up there. Amen. We're going to have a presentation to the Lord. That's what's going to happen next to the Lord. Everything that we do, every song we sing, every announcement we make should bring honor and glory and move the kingdom of God forward. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. My little granddaughter, she, she just loves moving. Amen. Praise God. Now, before they come, this is going to be a hands of praise. And I had mentioned to them that our bodies are the temple of the Lord. Our hands are supposed to be used in praise. And so that's what they're going to be doing. And so they're going to be giving praise to the Lord Jesus Christ. But I want to say, and hopefully I don't embarrass her, uh, Sister Isabel McFadden, where is she? There she is. I tell you, I, I'll never forget when she was just a, I don't know how old she was, but seven or so. Uh, I was over, I believe it was in Africa, and she woke her parents up and said, I need to pay, pray for pastor right now. We need to pray. And I really appreciate her sensitivity. And she's kind of had a burden to put this together. And so they're going to come at this time, and they're going to present to the Lord Jesus Christ what God has given her. So the Lord bless them. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord God. Praise is going up. The power of God coming down. Amen. Put your hands together. Let us praise the King of kings and the Lord of lords and the great I am. Praise the name of the Lord God of heaven. Amen. 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 I'm excited. I hope you are. I want to also say that they look very nice as well. Amen. Praise the Lord. I I want to get that as a pastor, bishop, man of God, whatever you want to call me. I want to say they look modest, and I appreciate that so very much. Amen. Now, before we go on and worship with just joint worship, I want to bring Sister Isabel, her siblings, back up here, and they're going to sing a song to Jesus. So let's worship with them. We need to support our youth where we can. Because if we don't support our youth and encourage our youth and our young adults, what's going to happen to us? We are one generation away from extension. We have got, we have got to support our young people in the right way, in the right way. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. He's my healing. How about you? He needs to be more than a feeling. I said he needs to be more than a feeling. Amen. Yes, he does. Ensemble, make your way to the platform very quickly, please. Put your hands together. Magnify the king. Amen. You're welcome to come down and worship. Stay where you're at. Whatever you do, worship the Lord tonight with everything that's within you. While we have a moment, for those that would like to, after the service, whenever that may be, we're going to Jason's. We're going to Jason's Deli. And so if you would like to come and fellowship, you may. Amen. Praise the Lord. Brother Simmons, come on. Let's go. You're not that old. I know he's got a little gray coming, but that's okay. He can make it. He's younger than me. And you. Praise the Lord. I'm glad you're here. I'm going to tell you right now, whatever you need, you can have. And that's just not a say. That's what God wants. And the atmosphere tonight is totally different. So you worship the Lord with everything that you have. And receive whatever God has for you. one time. I want to be changed every single day to be more like him. I'm not satisfied yet. He's still got, can I be honest with you, he's got a lot of work to do with me. But I'm glad the Bible said he's not through with me yet. He's not finished with the work that he has started in our lives. Let's worship the Lord in song tonight. that right there. I know it doesn't sound like it's good English, but it tells me wherever I be. I said, wherever I be. No, you ain't getting it. In other words, i am be right here. That means Jesus is mine. I can be right over here, and that's Jesus is mine. I, I can be at home, and Jesus is mine. I can be at work, and Jesus is mine. I can be hunting, and Jesus is mine. I can be shopping, and Jesus is mine. I can be in Walmart, and Jesus is mine be adjacent in Jesus' mind everywhere I go everywhere I like that everywhere I be. I, I don't know there's just something about that everywhere I be you're not getting it yet I don't think no you're not getting it you're not getting it you're not just his ear you're not just his ear everywhere you be can I can I go a little farther for some of y'all One day, I'm going to be in the coffin that Jesus carries. Even there, I'm his. Oh, hallelujah. My. i said jesus is mine jesus is mine can you help me daughter jesus is mine can you help me jesus is my.
1: Told me to run on, heal my, my, my body. Told me to run on, heal my body. Told me to run on, heal my body. Told me to run on. nobody heal me like Jesus. Ain't nobody me like Jesus. can nobody me like Jesus. Ain't nobody heal me like Jesus. Can't nobody human like Jesus. not nobody human like Jesus. can nobody, nobody human like Jesus. Can't nobody human like Jesus. Me like Jesus. Like Jesus.
0: somebody believe with me come on somebody believe with me i just feel like something good is about to happen god has promised he would open all of heaven and brother this could be that very night i wish some of you musicians would help me and know that song what's the matter you're too young for that song I just feel it in my spirit right now in the name of Jesus. Yes. This sister has been battling a great deal of pain. Let's just believe right now God's going to touch her body. God's going to raise her up. In
2: the name of Jesus. God's
0: going to take away yes. the pain, touch the nerve that's causing it. God in the name of the Lord,
2: in the name of Jesus.
0: I'm looking for a song. That's not it. Going to sing this song. We're working on it. Okay, we're working on it. God's working here. We're working on a song. I'd rather him work than me. I just feel like something good is about to happen. I just feel like something good is on its way. God has promised he would open all of heaven. Did you give me the right song?
3: Yeah. Like
0: something good is about sing it, sing it. Bread. You know that song. Like Get up here and take my, my daughter's place day. right here. Daughter, you stand out right here and worship God with your dad. Come on.
1: <laughs>
0: Sister McCauley came in with pain. Now the pain is gone by her own testimony. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Sing brotherhood. We're not only going to preach him tonight, we're going to work him on Saul.
1: I just feel like something good is about to happen. Oh, ah, well, yes, I do. I feel like something.
0: put on his other hat and get ready to bring the word of the Lord. As you can probably tell, most of those songs were not planned. Sometimes the best things in church is what man doesn't plan. But God already had it planned. Do you understand how important it is as he's getting ready Listen to me for a moment, please. It's not just those on this platform, but it's important that every one of us that are here understand the importance of being sensitive to God and yielding to Him and be obedient when He begins to speak to you about what to do. Because if you're not, then it could cause a little bump, just a little one, in the service. Amen. Just know this. Get yourself ready. Drink some water. You know, get your mind together. Yeah. Just know this. When Esther was approached by her uncle who took her in as her dad, as his dad, or her dad, she basically said, I can't go to the king unless I'm called. Or he lifts the golden scepter. But he said, if it's not you, God will bring deliverance from someone else. Don't let don't let someone else take your place in the kingdom of God. Amen. Brotherhood, are you ready? I don't know how the sound's going to work, but we're going to do our best. You just preach it. We got lots of mics here. If that one conks out, we'll give you another one. Praise the name. I've learned so much about Brother and Sisterhood just last night at IHOP that I did not know. And I will not hold it against him. And I did not remember meeting Brotherhood when he was a teenager. Right? I guess that's what happens when you get my age. You have selective memory. And I just want to remember Jesus, what he's done for me. Amen. The Lord bless you. Take your liberty in the Holy Ghost.
4: Amen. Clap your hands to the Lord tonight, if you would. To be in church tonight. Aren't you glad to be in church tonight? I have learned many things can be repaired, fixed. In the presence of God My old pastor taught me a great lesson He said never counsel with people before church Because if you can get into a church service You may not have anything to counsel about By the time it's over Because our God has a way of doing things that are beyond our human ability to reason and rationalize. If I will give him an opportunity, my God is able. I said my God is able. Maybe we got different gods tonight. Mine's able. Amen. Mine is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all we could ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Amen. 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 Thankful for what we feel in the house of the Lord tonight. Thankful for the presence of the Lord. You will forgive me if I do just a little bit of preliminary myself tonight. I try not to, but I do want to say again tonight how much we give honor to our bishop, to our elders, to our leaders. Thank you for all that you do for the Apostolic Church of Jesus Christ. Amen. We give honor to all of the ministry tonight. Some of you I'm getting to meet for the first time. Uh, Some of you I'm starting to see more often than I see some of my own family. And that's good because you are the family of God. When I came into the church, I had three, four living family members. Four. Today that is down to two. I could have my entire family reunion in the corner booth at Denny's and have room for a few of you to join us. But when I came into the kingdom, I was an illegitimate child, a fatherless child. I was not blessed to have a family in the traditional sense. But I came to the kingdom and I found mothers and fathers and sisters and brothers. I love you, I appreciate you, I am thankful for you. Whether I have met you once or a thousand times, thank you for being part of the family of God. I want to say tonight especially uh, thank you to uh, Bishop White, Pastor Brown, your families, the wonderful hospitality that you have shown to Sisterhood and I. Thank you for the wonderful accommodations, uh, for the meals. Thank you to everyone who had a hand in the meal today, this afternoon. Wonderful. Amen. Thank you for your hard work. Thank you so much to this New Life Apostolic Church family for hosting this conference. Thank you for all that you have done, the sacrifices you have made to make this possible. We appreciate you. So very much. Your generosity, your love. If you know me, you know these are not just words I'm required to say. I mean very sincerely, I appreciate you. The word appreciate, we are just beginning to understand the word love. I still wonder if we're really there yet. The word appreciate, I know we do not do well with. But it is a word, Pastor Brown, I have started using more than I love you. Because to appreciate is to understand the value of something. You can love someone and really not appreciate them. But you can't appreciate someone truly without loving them. I appreciate you. Thank you for what you do for the kingdom. Thank you for the blessing that you are. Amen. Want to mention also tonight a couple of things because Elder Charles Smith would never forgive me if I didn't do this. Um, The lot did fall upon me at our last general conference to be elected as our National Home Missions Director. Just want to quickly remind everyone there is a program that we do every year called Bethlehem's Gift where we encourage giving this year. Our target is $2,500 with a deadline of December 31st, 2022. This is not killing the service. Giving is as much worship as anything. Especially when you can give to support the work of the kingdom. And I am thankful that since um, our general conference we have been able through the National Home Missions Department to support a home missions work in Dumas, Arkansas, helping toward the purchase of their first sound system for the church there in Dumas. Um, We were also to help through uh, Benevolence Assistance, a home missions church in Springfield, Missouri, where the pastor and the church had gone through a very difficult financial time, and we were able to help that church get out of the red and back into the black, and help them be able now to, they're back and standing on their own feet again. Thank the Lord for that. Amen. Recently, we we're able to sponsor an Axe revival in Mulberry, Arkansas, and we thank the Lord for that. Another home missions work there. And coming up one week from tonight at 6.30 p.m. Central Time, which is where you are, if you did not know, 6.30 p.m. Central, Next Friday night, National Home Missions Department of the Apostolic Church of Jesus Christ is sponsoring an online home Bible study seminar titled Teaching Like Jesus Taught. And in about 90 minutes, we will go through how to get home Bible studies, how to teach home Bible studies, and what do you do after the home Bible study. It will be available both by video through Zoom Or by audio only, you can call in. If you would like more information about that, please see your pastor. Get your contact information to him so he can get it to me. And I can get you the login information. But that will be next Friday at 6.30. And it will take between 60 and 90 minutes teaching like Jesus taught. Again, just another work of our National Home Missions Department. Amen. We are missionaries to the United States. If you have not figured it out yet, this country is a mission field. The United States is no longer the leading sender of missionaries. To the point that foreign countries are now sending missionaries here. We have something to do in the home missions department. Amen. If you want to give towards Bethlehem's gift and you have something to give tonight, there is a box in the foyer. Please feel free to give to the work of the Lord. But above all, let's pray. Let's pray for the United States. Let's pray for Colleen, Texas. Because though this church has been established for many years, this is still a mission. This is a mission. We have a mission to accomplish in Jesus' name. Have I lost you yet? Stand with me please to honor the reading of the word of God to the 8th chapter of the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22. Thank you for helping me minister the word of the Lord last night. The Lord moved among us and we appreciate much his presence. The Lord is moving even tonight. But I need your help again. I need you to open your hearts to the word of the Lord. For I am confident tonight I have a message from God. A brother caught me during worship. He said, Brother Hood, you got it. I smiled and walked away and I whispered a prayer to the Lord. And I said, I certainly hope somebody does. Genesis chapter 8, reading just verse 22. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night, shall not cease let's read that again while the earth remaineth seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall Not cease. This is a promise of the almighty God, the maker of heaven and earth. Who from nothing made all things by no more than the power of his word. Who cannot lie. For he is powerful enough that if he were to say something in this moment that was not so when he said it, his word would cause all things to come into obedience and it would be what he said. He promised seed time and harvest as long as the earth remains. I want to minister to us on this final evening service of this conference from this subject. Protecting the harvest. Protecting the harvest. Can we set our Bibles to the side, lift our hands and voices to God? Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your abundant mercy. Lord, give me lips to speak, oh God. Give us ears to hear and hearts Amen. God bless you. You may be seated tonight. When the Almighty God created this wondrous planet, this beautiful blue green marble that He set out spinning into space, He established some systems from the very beginning. We see in the first chapter of Genesis over and over these words. And the evening and the morning were. From the beginning God has set things in order. God is a God of order. He has an order. He has plan. He has, as the scripture says, in the beginning was the word. In the beginning was the plan. And the plan was with God. And the plan was God. For God is that very plan. God is in order Himself. And He set in order all creation. We see that as He made all things, He made them to reproduce after their kind. He set an order so that dogs beget dogs and cats beget cats. He created Two genders in the beginning, and there ain't never been another God come along that could create more. Amen. God has set all things in order. He made man for woman, woman for man. That has been from the beginning. Everything God did was in cycles of time, cycles of seasons. Then sin entered the world. And the entire earth had to experience the event of water baptism. As it was in the days of Noah that the whole earth was covered with water. The entire earth experienced its water baptism. Our text tonight comes right after that event when Noah leaves that ark and performs a sacrifice. And the smell of that sacrifice reached the very throne of Almighty God. Because baptism without repentance means nothing. The earth had its baptism, but there had to be a sacrifice. Something had to die. There must still be repentance in the gospel. A gospel without turning from sin is not good news. It is empty words and religious platitude, but it is not a saving gospel without repentance. And so as the smoke of that offering reached the throne of Almighty God, God began to utter promises. The same voice that said, Noah, if you will build an ark for you and your family, you will be saved. The same voice that spoke to him and said it's the day to get on board and be caught up to be above this earth while it's washed and cleansed of all that is wicked and unrighteous upon it. That voice now comes and makes yet another promise. The Lord said that as long as the earth was here, there would be day And there would be night. I woke up this morning and the sun was shining bright. I'm going to go to bed tonight and the sky will be dark. Because God is still keeping his promise. There is still day and there is still night. Right now it's warm. In a few more weeks it will start getting cooler. I was telling Bishop White before service it's going to be a shock. Because when we get home to Missouri tomorrow it's going to be 35 degrees. I hear repentance in the house of God. Amen. Because God promised that as long as this earth was here. There would be summer and there would be winter. Cold and heat You better believe it. When we first got checked into the hotel room, it was 75 degrees in that room and getting hotter. They came down and figured out the thermostat. Next thing we knew, it was 64 degrees. Cold and heat is a promise of God. As long as the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest. When we pulled out of Missouri, we had to drive by our garden. And I have got okra, If you like okra, come to Missouri. My wife and I know how to grow okra. We can't grow too much else, but we can grow okra. We may never starve to death, but it may be from eating okra. But that okra didn't start as a full grown stock of okra, it started as a little bitty seed that my wife put in a starter and got it up till it was about yay tall and then moved it out into the raised beds. And when it got a little bit taller, she thinned it out and moved it and separated it. And today, because God promised there would be seed time and harvest, we are able to enjoy the fruit of our labor, not because we did something special but because God made a promise in the days of Noah that as long as this earth was here, you would be able to put a seed in the ground and watch it grow into a harvest. God promised that then. Now, if you will travel one step further with me, do we all agree that day and night still happen? And it's because of the word of God. Do we agree that summer and winter still happen? And it's because of the word of God. Do we believe that cold and heat still come? And it's because of the word of God. Y'all still with me? Do we believe in seed time and harvest because it is the promise of God? then may I propose to you that if that is true in the natural world, why, oh why, do we not accept the same truth in the spiritual world? As long as this earth is here, we are gonna go through some days and we're gonna go through some nights. There's gonna be times when God is so clear and so evident and so close and things are going good and things are going fine and we're full of blessing and testimony and worship and encouragement. And then there's gonna be other times when it is dark as night and we're wondering where God is. Is does He even know where I live? Is he near? Or a million miles away There will be days But you better get ready Because there will be nights If it's true In the physical world Why is it not true in the spiritual That we will go through some summers And we will go through some winters We will go through some times When the service is hot And our relationship with God is hot. And our prayers are hot. And everything just seems like it's moving the right direction. And then the season changes. And what happens? Every time the season changes, some things die and some things survive. I do not intend to throw away what God has done for me just because I'm in a different season. Your church may not be in a season of growth. Hang on, honey. Summer is coming. Your life may be in a deep, dark winter. And everything looks like it's dying around you. You just got to square your shoulders and refuse to die. I will not. Die in the middle of a winter that God told me was going to come someday because if I am going through the winter then I am going to go through the summer again can I pause there for a second we make emotional decisions during seasons we make emotional decisions During seasons, almost every regret that I have in life is due to an emotional decision. You know what I do when it gets cold? I refuse to freeze to death. I'm going to insulate myself. I'm going to put on the garment that I need to get me through the cold season. I'm going to pray and keep myself warm. I'm going to seek God and keep myself warm. But I refuse to die and make a descent. I'm not going to cut and run just because things get a little chilly. I'm not looking for a new place to go just because things get a little cold. No, sir, I will be the element of change that brings about a new summer in my church, in my district, in my organization, in my family, in my home. I will see summer again. Brother Hodge, we can't change because the season changes. But we do have to adapt how we live. Things start getting cold. That's not a time to turn the air down to 65. But spiritually, we must prepare ourselves for cold and for heat. But tonight, I want to move. To the first on this list, seed time and harvest. All right. Because you see, Sisterhood, what we do is when we don't see the harvest right away, right. we decide that it's time to stop planting seed. Amen. Because obviously the harvest is just never going to come. Obviously, we're just laboring and we're laboring in vain. Obviously, all the work that we're doing doesn't mean anything. Nobody appreciates it. Nobody wants to hear the message. Nobody, well, praise God. I will sit on your couch and eat your popcorn if you let me tonight. We get into this mindset that says because we're not blowing the doors off, that must mean something's wrong. No, sir. No, ma'am. It means it's seed time. It's time to dig in deeper. Plant deeper. Plant more. Try again. Get up. Dust yourself off. Get your hands dirty again. Plant another seed. Plant another seed. Plant another seed. Harvest is coming because God said it would be that way as long as the earth remained. I know how it can be. I understand how discouraging it can be when you feel like all you're doing is planting seed but you never see anything. Bishop White, I had to learn a lesson a long time ago that just because I can't see it growing doesn't mean it died in the ground. Doesn't mean there was anything wrong with the seed. I have confidence in the seed. The word of God says that the seed is the word of God. I've got confidence in this seed that we're spreading. I have confidence that his word will not return void. I have confidence that God is working. Even when I don't see it. Even when I don't understand it. Even when it's not happening in my town or my church or my life. The seed that I'm sowing is growing somewhere. Hallelujah I wonder if I should move to the plow To preach the rest of this tonight For I tell you that we have a need in our day We need to stop giving up on the concept of harvest Well brotherhood that's easy for you to say I've been hearing about you in the church up there Y'all been baptizing people getting the Holy Ghost and all that Yeah we sure have In the last eight months, but we had four and a half years of digging and planting and weeding and sowing and trying and gaining and losing and crying and weeping and trouble and blessing and struggle and finally, and all the things attached to gardening, we've had it. Brotherhood, it's easy for you to say, there's a harvest coming. Yes, it's easy for me to say, because God's the one who said it. I just got to repeat what he said. This is a season for us in Lebanon. But let me tell you, it may not be that way in a week, in a month, in a year. We got to keep on sowing. We got to keep on sowing. We got to keep putting the word in. We got to keep doing what we know to do. Church, this is not the time to give up. This is the time to grab a hold of the idea. There is a harvest in the field. Hallelujah In the kingdom some people are sowers Luke 8 gives us the parable of the sower That he just went out and threw seed Some of it fell on good ground Some among thorns Some among stones Some on the wayside Bishop Smith, God opened my understanding to something years ago That seed can grow in any of those ground if somebody's willing to work it. But we get lazy in the kingdom and we just want the good ground people. Honey, sow that seed where there's some thorny ground, but get your hands in there and clear out some thorns. Go to the stony ground and get your hand in there and clear out some stone. Go to the wayside that's all beaten down and trampled down and dig that ground up until it can take the seed of the word of God. This is not going to be easy. A harvest is never easy, but it is the promise of God. Some people are waterers. 1 Corinthians 3 Verse 6, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. We're not all going to do the same thing. I know I'm kind of walking through this slow tonight. I want you to get this. There are some people who say, if I can't do that, I won't do anything. I'm just going to be plain blunt tonight. You need to come to an altar and get your heart right with God. But if I'm not doing that, I won't do anything. Why? Not everybody can do that. Let me give you a little insight. Not everybody that is important is the ones doing that. Somebody's got to come behind that and do this. You ain't getting it yet. Let me try this again. If I'm not going to preach on Sunday night, I'm just not going to preach. Find you a nursing home. Find you a street corner. Find you somewhere. Preach the word. But if I'm not getting the recognition and I'm not getting the glory, you know what? You don't need recognition. You don't need glory. You need to sow the seed of the word of God and let God give the increase. We got too much of this. Everybody trying to be somebody. Brother Hall, I'm just glad he lets me through the door. Well, somebody's got to come along and do some watering. Then Luke 10, Jesus gave us the only prayer request he ever left. We pray for the lost. Jesus said pray for the laborers. We pray God send us lost souls. Jesus said pray the Lord of the harvest to send laborers into the harvest. Because the harvest is already great, but the laborers are few. But see, we don't believe that. We believe the days are over. Let me move on. I'm pushing a wheelbarrow full of rocks up a steep hill. you got to help me tonight. We have got to protect this harvest from something called discouragement. We need to erase from our vocabulary words like no one wants this anymore. No one wants to live that way anymore. It's just too hard to do it anymore. Nobody wants to hear what we've got to say. I tell you that is a lie from hell. For God said as long as the earth remains... I'm not telling you it's easy today. It wasn't easy a hundred years ago. Those brothers and sisters had their own fight. We've just got a little bit different fight. But there's still somebody who wants to hear the word of God. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke discouragement about the harvest. I refuse to sit around and say, No one else is coming. Brother McCauley, I know the struggles you're facing. And I know you're trying to hold on to what I'm preaching. But may I tell you, brother and sister Macaulay, that whether the seed you sow grows in McKinney or the seed of your prayers grows in Killeen or in Lebanon or in Smackover or in Purim, wherever it is, the seed that you're sowing is growing. Don't be discouraged. We get there. We get there. We get to feeling like everything we're doing just isn't working. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But, brotherhood, Hood, you, you're not where I'm at. You, you don't understand what you're saying. I understand very clearly what I'm saying. You don't understand that there is a God who knows how to do what we can't do. And he is working in ways that we can't see. And when the harvest looks like it's a million miles away, it can become discouraging. I believe I'm right in saying this church started in a hallway with about a dozen or so people in a hallway. But somebody had to have faith that there could be a harvest in Colleen, Texas. Somebody's got to have faith that there can be a harvest in the Texas District. Somebody's got to have faith that there can be a harvest in the Apostolic Church of Jesus Christ. Somebody's got to have faith that there can be a harvest in your home, in your family, among your friends, at your job. Don't you give up and get discouraged because you haven't seen it grow yet. See, we demand labor. And then we discourage the laborers. <laughs> Hallelujah. You need to go teach on Bible studies, but don't expect too much out of it. You need to go witness to people, but don't be surprised. Nobody's going to listen to you. Brotherhood, we don't do that. Oh, yes, we do. But we do it passive-aggressively. We get a new convert that's full of zeal. Needs a little wisdom. Needs some rough edges knocked off, but they got a lot of zeal. And the first thing we tell them is, now the first hundred doors you knock on are going to get slammed in your face. All right. You know what you just did to that young man or that young woman? You just robbed them of the encouragement of the possibility of harvest. You just told them you might as well skip the first hundred doors. Amen, brotherhood. Hood, that's good preaching. What you have just done is you have sown a seed of doubt into ground that was prepared for faith. And now there is discouragement that's saying the harvest is just never going to come. So what's the point? I'll tell you what the point is. God promised. That settles it. God said it. That's the end. There will be a harvest. Let me go a step further. We have got to protect the harvest from destruction. July 2013... There was a wildfire in Colorado. A farmer by the name of Eric Howard saw that the fire had reached about 80 acres. And he jumped on his tractor. And he began going through his own field right in front of the fire. And he cut a fire line. At personal loss and at great danger... He cut a gap between the harvest and destruction. Yet we, who God has promised, have a harvest already in the field. We see the fire of destruction coming. And we won't stand up to it. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 3 for ye are yet carnal for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions Are ye not carnal and walk as men? For while one saith I am of Paul and another I am of Apollos Are ye not carnal? Who then is Paul and who is Apollos But ministers by whom ye believed Even as the Lord gave to every man I have planted, Apollos watered But God gave the increase So then neither is he that planteth anything Neither he that watereth But God that giveth the increase But here's what we do. Envy comes up. Envy among the body of Christ is a destroyer of the harvest. Envy among saints of God is a destroyer of the harvest. Enemy among the men, Envy among the ministry is a destroyer of the harvest. Discord, division, all of these things, the cult of personality, the big me and the little you, it is a destroyer of the harvest. Somebody's got to stand up and say it stops right here, right now. Hallelujah. I'm telling you tonight, there are great things ahead for us, but somebody's got to get their spirit right. Somebody's got to get their attitude right because the harvest is being destroyed by envy, jealousy, tail backbiting, backstabbing, lying, cheating, not outside, inside. I'm preaching like I'm at home tonight. Y'all bear with me. Start seeing little cracks start forming. People start getting off to themselves. I have a habit. Some people love me for it. Some people hate me for it. If I start seeing people get off by themselves, I go get them. A few times. But then if they keep separating, I cannot afford to let their divisiveness divide me out with them. I've got too much to do for the harvest is white and ready. I've got too much to do to be splitting up and dividing and sowing discord and being jealous. Church of the living God, this is not a season to be carnal. There is a harvest in the field. There is a work to do for God and His kingdom. And we cannot afford to see the harvest destroyed by the fire of disunity when God is so desperately trying to get laborers into the field. We, we let such ignorant things, little things, piddling things that don't amount to anything. My great-grandmother used to say, if you boil it down, it wouldn't make enough gravy to cover a biscuit. Somewhere out there in Colleen, Texas tonight, there's a 14-year-old boy like I was. And He doesn't have time to wait on you to settle your differences. He doesn't have time for us to waste getting our differences straightened out. Lay it down at the cross. Bury it. Get it behind you. And let's go on into the
1: harvest.
4: Somewhere, wherever you're from Wherever you're listening at, somewhere There's a little 14 year old boy Who made up his mind when he was 10 That there isn't a God Or if there is, he hates him For everything that he's been through Somewhere out there There's the illegitimate son of a drug addict mother Somewhere out there Somewhere out there, there's another me And you may not want him here But I'll tell you right now He wants to get here worse than you know so why don't we love one another, stop being jealous of one another, stop sowing discord, stop gossiping, stop backbiting. stop Why don't we stop being carnal and get down to business in the harvest? I've got to work while it is yet day. I don't have time for this. Cults of personality. Man worship. Follow your pastor and follow close. Please don't ever tell me somebody's your favorite preacher. Let me tell you who your favorite preacher ought to be. Whoever is standing in the pulpit preaching to try to reach your soul day after day, week after week, that will stay there and pray with you, that will seek God with you, that will be there at 2 in the morning with you and your family, that better be your favorite preacher. The guy across town ain't going to do that for you. The guy at the mega church ain't going to do that for you. The guy on TV ain't going to do that for you. i got to move on uh, Somebody's got to make up their mind We're going to protect the harvest from destruction I don't want to be discouraged about it But I also don't want to hinder it I remember I remember back in my home church We had a Sunday school contest one time. Now anybody who knows me, Sister Hood will testify of this. If you know me too well. And I and this is not against anybody. We don't do stuff like that at Christ Fellowship in Lebanon. We don't do fundraisers and bake sales and stuff like that. Mainly because of where we are. The town that we pastor in. Because that's what everybody does And every time somebody that goes to a church Walks up to somebody else They always turn the other way Saying I wonder what they're selling now I'm not telling you it's I'm not telling you we won't do that one day But we need a few years to change the reputation of Pentecost Where I'm from (laughs) I'm just going to stretch on out for a minute I have spent more time Fighting what other people have done In Jesus name Than I have spent trying to fight the devil. This year, we finally got, after five years, now we're finally fighting the devil, and it's a much easier fight. It's a whole lot easier to fight what the devil does than to fight what, quote unquote, God's people do. All right, I said it, and now I feel better. My home church had a Sunday school contest going down each side of the sanctuary. My pastor, Put a red car and a blue car on a a line. And every time somebody would bring a visitor, that car would move ahead. So many spaces. And it so happened on a Sunday morning that our little church, for the first time in 30 years, had 100 in Sunday school. I was going down. I was having services at a housing project that I used to live in when I was a little boy. Had people coming from that. Had, I mean just things were going good. And then, one person walks in, a visitor. And somebody from the red team said they're mine. And somebody from the blue team Said, no, they're mine. I invited them to church a week ago. Really? I invited them to church two weeks ago. Oh, yeah, well, I knew them a year ago. Yeah, well, my son went to high school with her cousin's nephew. Two saints of God almost come to blows in the foyer. Do you know how many? Landmark Apostolic Church had that next Sunday in Sunday school, 28. Because somebody couldn't keep their spirit in check long enough for the harvest to get in the barn. There is a harvest, but my attitude can destroy it if I don't keep my spirit in check. My attitude is an enemy or it is a tool in the hand of God. But it will be one or the other. Amen. i got to move on. I, I hope this is making sense tonight. There's a personal cost if you want to save the harvest. There's a price to pay. To defend this harvest The 126th Psalm tonight We must defend the harvest From drought Drought When the Lord turned again The the captivity of Zion We were like them that dream. The Lord started doing these things. And we just couldn't believe it. You ever been there? Where the Lord just started doing things. And you sat back and said. I can't believe. This is really happening. We were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled. With laughter. And our tongue. Was singing, there is a drought of real joy among the laborers. My batteries didn't die. I said there is a drought of joy among the laborers. Because we have gotten so discouraged, we have gotten so down, we have seen so much destruction that it is hard for us to lift up our hands to God and have joy. But I'll tell you, my joy is not in the past. My joy is in the promise of a harvest that is yet to come. So I will shout today for the harvest that's coming tomorrow. I will rejoice today for the harvest that's coming next month, next week, next year. I will allow myself to rejoice at nothing more than the thought that my God will keep his promise.
2: Then said they among the heathen. The heathen started talking. The heathen
4: started talking. You know what I've had to fight in my city? I've had to fight the heathen talking. Because, hello to all you out there in internet land. You're just going to have to hear it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because all the heathen in my city know about apostolic Pentecostal people is that they'll turn their nose up at you in Walmart. They won't have anything to do with you in the store. And heaven forbids you ever backslide. Because if you ever backslide, they will never touch you again. I have a church filling up with backsliders who were told they can't go home. Fine, don't go there. Come to the house of God. And we're getting to watch as people in our city are beginning to say, if you want to get right with God, you go to that church. We, we, is this all right? Can I go on just a little bit longer? I don't know what time it is. Can I go just a little bit longer? We have a, we have a dear sister in our church. Who has fought trying to live for God Because her husband is an atheist Not just an atheist but a militant atheist Hard atheist He and I had a conversation one time because he wanted to talk to me Because he found out that I used to be an atheist When I was a 10 year old boy I had made my mind up that there was no God Don't you ever underestimate the value of children's ministry. Well, they don't make those kind of decisions at that age. Don't you fool yourself, honey. They grow up a lot quicker than you think. Especially today. He wanted to talk some sense into me. Try to help me convert. He started out with the difference between you and I is... Yours is all based on fairy tale and mine's based on fact. I let him get away with that. But then he said, you believe there is a God. You you know there's a God and I know there's not. I said, you're wrong on both counts. I believe there is a God. The word of God never said, no, there is a God. It said, believe there is a God. He that, you don't believe it? Hebrews chapter 11, he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You won't know that there is a God until you first believe there is a God. Then once you accept the fact of his existence and begin to seek him, he'll prove himself to you. But you got to start on the ground of faith. I said, I believe there is a God. You believe there's not. We're both men of faith. Yours just goes a different direction than mine. Nobody had ever said those words to him in his life. He looked at me like a cow caught in the headlight of an oncoming train. That was almost five years ago. Let me tell you what's happening now. Not only is that dear sister still coming to church, but now their daughter-in-law is about to start a Bible study with my wife. And and, and you know what that atheist that hates God and hates religion and hates the church has said? He told his wife, I'm so glad you're going to that church because at least they preach the Bible. Told his atheist son, don't you hinder your wife. If she wants to go to that church, you let her go. Read, read somebody. The heathen said. The Lord hath done great things for them. I'm glad that's what it says because that's not what this says. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. The heathen said. There it is. The Lord Hath hath done what? Great things. For them. Great things, but I don't feel like the Lord's done anything great for me lately Wake up, honey, take a breath in, take a breath out The Lord has done great things for you The harvest doesn't need to hear about all our trouble They need to hear about the great things God is doing you tell them what God brought you out of You tell them how God is moving in your life You tell them about the church services you're having You tell them about what your pastor preached You tell them I may be going through fire right now But at least I'm going through So the heathen start saying it Now what did we say? The Lord hath done great things for us. There's a drought of joy, but there's also a drought of testimony. We don't talk about the good things God has done. I work as a marketing director. I know a rule when it comes to reviews by customers. You give somebody good service a hundred times, they'll never leave a review. You burn their biscuit one time. You go on Google, you go on Yelp, you go on everything you can go on. I used to go to this restaurant all the time and I went there last week and they burnt the biscuit. I'll never go back there again as long as I live. We do it with God, we do it with the church. Pastor offended me last Sunday. Maybe you needed to be offended for once in your life. Maybe you needed somebody to get right in your face and get down where you live and actually be a pastor to you instead of just a preacher or a cheerleader. But no, never mind the thousand times he's prayed for me. Never, f- you never mind the hundred times he bailed me out. The one time. We forget all oh, the goodness of God when one thing doesn't go right. So what do we do? We sour up in the face of the world. Praise the Lord, sister. Amen. We sour up. We struggle a little bit. And then we don't want to testify. There's a drought of joy, but then there's a drought of testimony. i got enough in my pocket. For me to stand and say God has been a lifetime worth of good to me. God has been a lifetime worth of good to me. Anything else I get is just a bonus on his goodness. I got to move
2: on. Sister Simmons, read please. Thank you. The Lord has done great things for us. Whereof we are glad. Oh, thank God. We're glad of it. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, Uh as the streams in the south. Read on. They that sow in tears. We have a drought of tears.
4: But Brother Hood, you just told me we have a drought of joy. Yes, we do. Part of the reason we have a drought of joy, it is very hard to have the joy of the Lord when you don't shed tears before him. i got to get all that out of me so that God can put some joy in me. If I can't have brokenness in the presence of my Father, I cannot have closeness with Him. And if I cannot have closeness with Him, I will never have the joy of the Lord that is my strength. Tears need to flow from the faces of God's people. Oh, that water would flow from the rock again. I back up to destruction, envy, strife, discord. But here's what we do. We get mad about those things. We complain. I have a rule in my church. Don't you bring me a complaint that you haven't prayed about first. Because if it's big enough to complain about It ought to be big enough to pray about If you've got to complain about your brother Tell Jesus about it Don't you tell 15 other people you got to complain about your pastor You tell Jesus about it Don't you go talking to 20 other people Don't you talk to your wife Don't you talk to your kids Don't you talk to your family You talk to God There's not enough tears anymore All there is is tongue And no tears And it's killing the harvest. It's killing it. We run each other down. And then wonder why the world doesn't want to be one of us. Why would they? They get that out there. Y'all still with me? Let me plow in just a little bit deeper. Why in the world would the lost want to be among us when we don't even want to be among us sometimes? But oh, to God, for a generation that would grab the horns of an altar and cry and weep and seek God for their brother, for their sister, for their family, for their friends. It's great to weep over the lost, but somewhere we got to start weeping over each other again. We got to love one another enough to cry when we're hurting. Let me move
2: on. There's a drought of tears. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. No, they may reap in joy. Shall reap in joy. They might reap in joy. Shall reap. They could reap in joy. Shall reap. Maybe,
4: possibly, they'll reap in joy. Shall reap. Shall reap. Seed time and harvest. The promise is there. But the tears, the rain of tears must fall. So that the joy of harvest can come. Read on.
2: He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed. There's a drought of
4: appreciation
2: for the seed, bearing precious seed. Shall doubtless come again with rejoicing. No, 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 no.
4: They might come again. Doubtless. Might, again. maybe, possibly. Doubtless. No, possibly. Doubtless. But Maybe. May, may, maybe, possibly, some, no, 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 there is never a maybe in the promise of God. He said that his promises are yea and amen. amen.
2: Shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, uh-huh. bringing his sheaves with him.
4: I promise you, as the earth remains, the harvest remains, but somebody has got to be a protector, somebody's got to be a sower, somebody's got to be a waterer before anybody can be a reaper. Let's stand together The musicians would come I I will confess to you I'm trying hard tonight But I, I feel I'm hitting a wall And I know the wall that I'm hitting I know the wall I'm hitting And Bishop Smith, I have debated leaving the wall or taking a punch at it. Would you have enough confidence in me tonight? Let me take one punch at this wall. Yesterday's pain does not determine today's harvest. What you have gone through does not change where God will take you unless you decide, I will go this far and no further. But the temptation of this hour. Even some of you in this service tonight, it has passed your mind. I hear what you're saying. But young man, you don't have a clue what we're going through. How naive do you think I am? Or how deaf to the voice of God may you assume me to be? But if you'll let me tonight minister to you, you are in a season where Satan is trying to tell you our better days are behind us because we are going through things we never imagined. faith is shaken both in God and in our brothers (laughs) may I be transparent with you I took my glasses off so I can't see you because this is not easy for me to do bear me out that as Gideon had to go to the enemy camp at night sometimes I have to do the same thing in the house of my friends and in the days ahead what I have preached to you tonight is going to be increasingly hard to believe because the wound that you face is not going to cure overnight overnight And it is going to get ripped open again and again and again. But the Lord promised harvest. I understand. Maybe better than you know. I understand. tonight I feel the weight that I prayed to God when I came here, I would feel. so that maybe I could bear a little bit of the burden too. I walked to this pulpit tonight, struggling with every word, I was expecting a lot of you to believe me but you hear me as sure as this earth is still spinning when you walk outside this building you reach your hand down and touch the ground and you say God you said as long as this is here there will be a harvest. Next time somebody walks out the door and says, you'll never see me again, you go walk out in the parking lot, you put your hand down on the dirt. God, you promised as long as this was here, there would be a harvest. I'm going to go a step further Bishop, every time a license gets mailed back, you go put your hand on the dirt. And you say, God promised me as long as this was here. District leaders, every time somebody withdraws from fellowship, you go put your hand on the dirt. And you say, somebody else is coming. There's a harvest somewhere. If you can receive this tonight You will leave here encouraged You'll begin to look at some things in a different light You'll get some confidence again. Come on, don't wait on an invitation. Some of you give up on the harvest. If it's one soul, don't you give up. It's just me and my wife right now. Don't you give up you all got to be saved too. One night somebody's going to wander into your church unexpected and you're going to be glad you kept those doors open. <laughs> Protect that harvest with your life tonight. Jesus, in the name of Jesus.
3: should be
1: yeah oh.
0: tremendous. Hold on to it. Don't let it slip. But hold on to the word. Thank you so very much, brother and sister Hood. We appreciate it so very much. Everyone that has come, we thank you so very, very much. I'd like our bishop to come and dismiss us in a word of prayer. Remember, for those that would like to, we're going to Jason's Deli. for he is good. you got time to research that in the scripture, you'll find it in the book of Psalms. He said, praise the Lord, for he is, he is good. And I believe that giving thanks is a way of praising him because I have found out he is good. We thank Brotherhood and his wife for coming, sharing time with us, sharing the word with us. And reminding us. Reminding us. I appreciate every word that I heard tonight. Last night. I believe it was ordained of God. And it wasn't for those that didn't show up. Those words were for us. They were for us. And I pray that each of us would take it home with us. And not bury it. But lay it on the table somewhere where we can re- be reminded. Just be reminded. Hallelujah. We pray that those just out of town will have a safe journey home. Yes. And we pray that Colleen Church will be blessed. We'll be blessed because there will be a harvest. Hallelujah. If there will be a harvest. There will be a harvest. You haven't dismissed yet, have you? There will be a harvest. Thank you. One more time. Let's try it. There will be a harvest. There will be a harvest. harvest. Let's pray together. God of heaven, tonight we give all the praise to you, knowing that you're worthy of every bit of honor, Lord, that, that we can place upon you. You're worthy of all the praises we can give you worthy, God, tonight of our commitment our dedications to the things concerning the kingdom of God. We ask you tonight, God, to go with each one. Keep your hand upon us. Continue to bless our fellowship, Lord, as so we bind together in the unity of the word of God, the unity of the spirit of God. And I pray tonight, God, that you'll help us, God, to grow in grace and mature, Lord, in our walk with you, we give praise to you. believing you for these things we ask tonight. We ask it all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Bishop. Lord bless you. Amen. Put your hands together, love Jesus. Remember tomorrow, 1130, Texas. And those that have been invited, we're having the Texas planning session here, 1130. The Lord bless each and every one of you. Run schedule is all you gotta do.